Welcome, everyone. Episode 69 of the Health and Wealth Podcast. Steve Giordano here with awesome special guest, my brother, the king of carpet in Long Island, New York, the one and only Chris Giordano. Round of applause. Welcome. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm well. Been wanting to get you on forever. You're down in South Florida. How has your trip been so far? It's been fantastic. Uh, appreciate you guys putting me up, you and Margo, uh, at the beautiful Giordano Estates, <laughs> uh, hanging out with you guys, mom, and my two beautiful nephews. Doesn't get any better. Right? So, I mean, a lot to unpack here, um, thinking about, God, we have went through life together. We've been through the, the wars together, the good, the bad, the ugly. We both ended up in sales. By the time this is over, I'll probably recruit you to, to do insurance sales. Um, and you probably would if things are a little different in New York as it is. Probably. The biggest sales pitch is just South Florida. I mean, that's all you got to pitch me and might be able to get me down here. I mean, how do you not want it? Like, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, although the heat, I don't know. Can you handle the heat? Year round be a bit of adjustment, but it's great down here. I mean, um, always have a good time. There's plenty to do. Uh, Love New York, born and uh, raised there, obviously. Uh, but coming down here, it's just a different world. The the one problem I think I'd have is it's like every day almost feels like you're on vacation. So it'd be tough to gas it up for work the first couple months because you feel like you're on a vacation every time you come down here. True. You know how you got to work that, though? Because I learned that is you learn that people down here are lazy. Okay. And you're like, man, I'm going to run circles around people because people are going to be at the beach and people are going right. to this and whatever. But yes, that is a, a trap that a lot of people right. fall into. So thinking back, like growing up, you know, we kind of started out like big into sports. And mm -hmm. I think sports kind of taught us a lot of things that we took into business. You were a big time Pat Med football star. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Patrick Medford, Red Raiders. Yep. Give him a shout out. Um, thinking back growing up, and, and also I'll, I'll talk about like our dad and kind of the things that he instilled in us in like work ethic and, and how he was. What are things for you that you think back and you say, man, like growing up, seeing him and how our mom worked, how that impacted you into where you kind of are today? It's true. I mean, because watching them too, um, how hard they worked. Uh, Dad was always working two jobs. Mom was working in sales, raising us. Um, just they really instilled that work ethic, which obviously I know, you know, you have now. Uh, I, I think I, I may have some of that. Um, <laughs> but no, they, they really um, they really just showed us what, it, you know, because because for that, you know, it was it was different too. I mean, again, dad was working two jobs, mom was working, you know, just to provide for us. So it was probably a grind for them. And, you know, just watching that, you know, we, we grew up in, you know, in a, in a middle class home, a middle class area, and it just made you appreciate what we had. Um, so for me, and I'm sure for you, um, you know, especially with our father, you know, we kind of connected through that work ethic and also connected through sport, um, which were both you know, fanatical about still to this day. Um, and, you know, playing sports growing up and even still playing recreational sports. I think that for me, it's just, it's always that competitive drive. And it's something that I've always 
reach towards because uh, it, it it's something that you really could relate to any aspect in life, especially in in business and you know, whatever career you're doing, putting that work ethic in and putting in the work and you're going to get what whatever you put in, you're going to get back. And that's something that we definitely, I feel that I do, and I'm sure you do as well, feel that we took from both of our parents. Yeah, for sure. What are like your, you know, when you think back as a kid, like a young kid, what are like some of your most fondest memories? And I bet you I probably know some of them, but maybe there's some I don't. Like your fondest memories are just growing up and you're like, man, this was like such a cool, impactful thing for me. <clears throat> well, I think about growing growing up in our, uh, in our neighborhood, um, you know, how tightened it, you know, we were as brothers, as tightened it we were with our community, our friends, you know, growing up with Joey and Anthony and Brent, all the kids on our block and how close we were. And just I, I miss just going out and playing two on two football on the street, me and Joe versus you and Richie and <laughs> just playing all day, all night, waiting for the ice cream man to come get a couple wrestling bars <laughs> right back at it. Um, two on two football, two on two basketball, me and Joe playing you two on one in basketball, just just that, just getting out and, and enjoying uh, our neighborhood, our friends, and just the camaraderie that we have. And, you know, with a lot of those people, you know, especially with my best friends, I still have to this day, and I, you know, contribute, I attribute it back to that, um, you know. And with me and you, just growing up, you know, watching sports with dad, watching wrestling with dad, you know, it's something that we still uh, – gravitate towards now you know i try and show nicholas and dominic whenever i can i know margo's not a big fan of it but um <laughs> she'll learn to love it yeah i mean just just that it was just a, a a good time um carefree is the best way i can can put it you know you didn't have to worry about paying a mortgage you didn't have to worry about <laughs> making the rent um it was just a, a great time in my life and it's something that i, I you know i'm appreciative of uh, thinking back of and it's something that i'll never forget yeah for sure um you know, as a as a big brother, I think I always felt um, there's a responsibility. You know, like there's a responsibility. Hopefully, I did a decent job. Um, a responsibility to to help you. And I think what was cool about me and you was we have a three year age difference. You're three years older. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I look at <laughs> three year age difference, but. We always were in the kind of the same circle, and I always wanted to make sure that you were kind of in the circle, and it wasn't like you were outside of the circle. Yeah. Um, and I also, we always would, would fight, like play fight. Like we never had like a like a, ever a fight fight, right? But we would play fight, and it was almost one of those things where I was like, well, I'm gonna make them tough. I'm gonna yeah. toughen them up. Yeah, I I agree, and I think you did. Uh, and we we did sometimes the the fights got a little bit more aggressive. I mean, you, you, nev you would never put me over for whatever reason, but I guess that's what you got to do as a younger brother. But no, I, I, I agree. I mean, we always had a, a again, we were, th you know, three, three and a half years apart. So it's not like it was, you know, 10 years, but uh, we were always close. Um, you know, I always felt that, you know, we could um, connect and kind of, uh, you know, I could talk to you about a lot of things and, you know, uh, again, it's, I, I appreciate that, you know, I appreciate, you know, my friends, my family, just having a sounding board and, you know, be able to talk to people and, you know, about going through different things, whether it's, you know, your first date, whether it's, you know, trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do with your life. Uh, it's always good to have that, especially for me, I value a 
uh, a male relationship, you know, and it being able to talk to, you know, people who have been there, done that, and kind of shared the same experiences that you're going through. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We'll give a shout out to our parents here because I think now being an adult and being a parent myself, which is still crazy to even think about, um, the pressure that they it went through that when you're a kid, you don't understand, you know what I mean? And I think being appreciative of what they were able to do. I mean, like, they both worked insanely hard, you know. And what was interesting and, and what was good, and I think things in life, they happen and you see them when you're younger and it kind of molds you. You know, dad's, you know, the, the, the hardworking man and, and mom gets into a business, right? right. And I gravitated to both, in a sense, yep. understanding like, okay, we got to work hard, but then like, wow, like, cool, like the business sense over here. So it was kind of like that, that blend. And the reality is like, actually, three or four of us ended up in sales, yep. if you think about it. Yep. You know, he was the only one who wasn't in sales. Right. Um, how do you feel seeing that and then seeing mom sales and maybe me? Um, that's led you now to where you're at because you're doing very, very well. Tell us a little bit about kind of that and then kind of your company and your setup. Yeah, so again, just going back to, uh, you know, watching how hard they worked, uh, one. Two, you know, mom was in sales and she would always have her parties at the house. So I could kind of see, you know, kind of the energy and her as a, as a sales leader, sales manager, kind of what that looked like. Um, and then obviously, you know, watching you, you know, you, you didn't start in sales, obviously, you know, and yeah. then watching you now, um, there's a lot of just traits that you can take from, from both of them in every aspect of life that you could put into sales. For me now, uh, with what I do, um, you know, a little bit different than your sales is I, I'm a territory manager in the sense where I don't necessarily have to cold call and go after business. I have to farm and grow my accounts. Um, been in the flooring industry for, God, almost 20 years now and started as a kid in the warehouse, worked my way up to, you know, now working for Mohawk, which is the largest manufacturer distributor in North America uh, for flooring. Um, and started with a small territory. You know, there was three other reps at the time to where it's evolved now to where I'm the only carpet guy on Long Island. But I also sell hard surface, which is, you know, the big thing in flooring these days. Um, and just really, for me, the biggest thing that I think I do well is that I, uh, I have a good rapport and good relationship with my customers. Uh, I feel that I'm trustworthy. I feel like they can count on me. I'm dependable. Uh, the biggest thing is answering the phone and getting back to customers sure. and you know, following up. Um, but it all goes back to just, again, I think the biggest thing is just relationship with people. You know, I mean, in any, in any sales, in um, any industry, I think if you have a good relationship and you know, people trust you and want to work with you, I think you're going to do a good job. I think you'll, you'll do well with it. Yeah, 100%. So going back kind of like the high school years, you know, you were a very good football player, played tight end, played all the way up to senior year, mm. won Long Island Championship, you were in 11th grade. Yeah, yeah, my junior year. Your junior year. Correct. Um, what happened in 12th grade? I can't remember. We lost in the first round of the playoffs to William Floyd by 28-21 and still haunts us. Okay, got it. Yeah, now I vaguely remember that. Okay. I think we would have made it to the LIC that year. Uh, we would have had a tough time winning it because Freeport was really good. But I think had we won that game, I think we would have made it to the championship. But, yeah. You know, it is what it is. 
thinking like how I asked you before, uh, like a moment that you remember. For me, I'll never forget being at Sachem and and you score a touchdown. And it was a beautiful, it, it had to have been like a 25-yard out or something, right? Um, and I'll never forget <laughs> my reaction, but just watching Daddy's reaction, I think, yeah. was more... Like clearly you couldn't be there because you were you right. know in the game, but um, that for me I was like holy crap like yeah. that was just incredible yeah. and then won that game that was the year you won the championship no, that right was, that, was, that, was, that was that was the senior that was the senior year okay, but then yeah you win you guys win the Long Island championship uh, junior year yeah, uh, but that was really cool tell me how kind of the football journey what you learned from it. What some what what you wanted to get out of it, and then how it's kind of led you into business and life now. Right, as far back as I could remember, the thing that I've been most passionate about is football. Um, growing up from a very young age, becoming a Cowboy fan young when they were very good in the early '90s, um, following Troy Aikman to you know, all through the '90s, I all I wanted to do was play football or do something involved in football uh, till when I, you know, again, we used to play every day outside, you know, and I felt like, you know, I'm pretty good at this, you know, but I didn't pay, play organized until, you know, seventh grade. So playing through middle school and through high school, again, you know, I felt like I was getting better and better. I always was a, a good receiving tight end or receiver. I always had good hands. I feel like that's was my best attribute, um, even still to this day. Um, you know, I don't think I'm the greatest athlete in the world, but I think that's, you know, one thing that I did really well. Um, you know, up until, again, we won the LIC my junior year, and then in 12th grade, uh, you know, fell a little short. But um, I actually won in our award ceremony most improved player my senior year. And my coaches grabbed me, and they said, it's because of your blocking. Because they told me going into senior year, they said, listen, you're not going to be on the field unless you can block. Again, back then, 2002, 2003, they weren't running pro-style offenses. You know, I, I caught maybe seven passes my senior year. So Yeah, the run percentage had to be what, like 75, 25? Maybe, right? maybe even higher, but right, yeah, yeah. At, at least. Um, so I felt like I really put my best foot forward that senior year, even though the team fell short. Uh, you know, I was still proud of the team, and I think that – you know, we played very hard. Our junior year, we were stacked. I mean, the senior year, we lost a lot of guys. But, you know, the, the year we won it, we were just – we were stacked. Um, but I knew if I was going to get on the field and play more than, you know, 10, 12 plays a game, I had to – at the block. Um, so bringing it full circle to kind of where I'm at now in my life in terms of how I work and prepare and sell, I think that football just gives you a discipline um, where, again, if you don't do what you're asked, you're not going to – on the field if if you if you don't have a good regiment if you're not motivated you're not gonna you're not gonna win you're not gonna win in sport you're not gonna win in sales you're not gonna win in any walk of life so i think that football just it gives you a very disciplined structure gives you a very disciplined attitude and i think if you can make it in that structure you can translate it to any walk of business sales any career that you get into in my opinion who was your coach who was most impactful, who you think you learned the most from? Uh, that's a great question. I would say um, my senior year, uh, Gary Morangi, who actually, he, he came on my, uh, my junior year, but he was our uh, offensive coordinator. He was, uh, he actually played for the Buffalo Bills in the 70s. Um, 
he was a backup for the Bills. And he just came in and brought a different attitude and knowledge. I mean, I was playing for guys that, you know, were good high school coaches, but this guy had made it to the ultimate level of the sport. And I always just took what he taught more to heart, I guess you could say, because, I mean, he brought a credibility to the to the position. Um, and I would say if I had to pick one, uh, it would be him. Yeah, I love that. Um, who do you think was the player that you played with who, like, was the best leader and the guy who really just, like, you learned the most from him? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I would say um, – we had a tight end who I who I backed up my junior. His name was Jesse Miller. Fortunately, it's, he has since passed, but he played with such a passion and just really worked hard and set a good example to say, all right, if this guy's going to work this hard, then, you know, me, second, third string tight end at that time, I got to work even harder if I'm going to sniff the field. So I think we had a lot of guys like that. And I think it was, again, we had a, you know, you went to Patrick Medford, you know, the kind of the group good good group good camaraderie i think we were all were very close whether you were uh, a senior down to the guys in ninth and tenth grade trying to make the team so i always thought that that was good too we always had a good group we would always have pasta parties the the, the friday or saturday night before the games we would you know hang out eat pasta play xbox whatever we were doing but we were always hanging around each other during the season we were you know weight training during the off season so i always felt like that was good um and again i think if you have a good camaraderie if you if you're willing to to battle for the guy next to you, I think that that's going to make for a good team atmosphere. Again, whether it's in sport or or sales or any walk of life. Yeah, love that. So now you know you're you're kind of navigating through life. You're navigating through, um, to say the least. To say the least, we <laughs> all we all are. Yeah. Um, you you kind of get into into the working world. Um, how was it for you there? Like, what are things you struggled with? What are things you overcame? You know, stuff like that. So the toughest thing for me um, after my senior year, like I thought I was going to play more football and whether it would be go to Cortland, go wherever I could try and just maybe walk on and play. I, I wasn't ready to give it up. Um, I had an issue. Go, I, I took a semester off because, you know, I felt like I had to work and just maybe wasn't ready to go away. And I still regret that to this day. So that was the biggest struggle for me. Um, that brought me into, you know, I kind of was working in the industry I'm in now, again, you know, at the bottom level. Um, so full circle, I'm still in the industry. But for me, that wasn't necessarily my my dream in life. Um, so I did struggle a little bit after high school, and I was, wasn't sure what I was going to do, which direction. And, you know, thinking back, I, I don't like to say I have regrets, but that's one one move I would like to get back if, if for, for no other reason, maybe just to get away, get that college experience, maybe play a little bit more football um, at a higher level. Uh, but everything happens for a reason. And I, you know, I can't say that it didn't work out in the end. Yeah, for sure. So now we've always been avid wrestling fans, which is like, you know, people, you can call what you want. Don't judge. You know what I mean? Don't judge. Uh, <laughs> but avid wrestling fans, right? Yep. To this day, what is it about professional wrestling that does it for you? I, I don't. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I guess the the storytelling, the the you know. Again, I think it was just something that growing up, Dad was like, "I like wrestling," so we were kind of like, "Oh, we like wrestling too," <laughs> and then you know, it just kind of took on a life of its own. I I think honestly, to me, it's like anything else. Uh, you know, it's a it's a TV drama, you know, it's 
it's but again to me the storytelling you know you could go back i mean we 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 argue all the time about you know our favorite matches and wrestlers but you know you look at a match like Bret and austin from wrestlemania 13 to me is like the best match ever you know just storytelling wise but um well there it is there it is i mean there's a kid out in jersey anthony alexander who won't, won't appreciate this man for whatever reason but <laughs> he um it's just it's great i mean you know what about you? I mean, what what brought you to it? You know, I guess it was kind of the same. I always enjoyed the story and the drama. And you know what it is? Like, people, like, get on you like, oh, my God, you're a wrestling fan, which, fact of the matter is, like, most people are anyway. They just don't want to admit it. And somebody posted something today. It said, um, you know wrestling's fake. And then somebody responded, yeah, you know all the movies you watch are Correct. fake too, right? Correct. So we all have our thing. Right. I like the drama, the story, um, and I'll say this: I've always, and I know he's got a lot of controversy going on right now, but Vince McMahon, um, I always like admired the business sense of what he did, right. and the balls he had, the balls he still has, right. um, and that to me was a big piece of it. And let's face facts: you go through the pandemic, you got to give him credit. They're sitting there producing a show. With no fans. Right. Um, that you're still not caught up on. That I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out. Yeah, I don't even know if we're past that. But, you, you know, you run, the guy's running a business, and he literally takes it from a territorial-only business to a global business to now it's, like, a, even more of a global business. Right. Um, and he had such, like, foresight into the future, into things that were coming, yeah. like streaming, you know, now, like he has a network now for five years and now the NFL is going to go stream everything. You know what I mean? Like, so that I've always been an admirer of his from from that business perspective. And then, yeah, I mean, look, the stories, the fun, the drama, you know, the ass kicking, all that stuff. Right. It's enjoyable. Well, he's the ultimate salesman, right? I mean, that's that's what we're here. I mean, he's been selling for years, you know, so again. It, to each their own different strokes for different folks. I mean, I'm not going to be embarrassed that I'm still a fan. I mean. I'll wear my belts around. I don't I, care. I've seen it, uh, <laughs> you know. But listen, it's again, it's it's one of those. It's entertainment, you know. And, and while we're here, we do got to talk about about Anthony. While we're here, sure. so Anthony Alexander from New Jersey. How did you meet? So, uh, I've been working for Mohawk for about three years or four years at the time, and uh, my boss is like, "I'm coming out to the island. We have a new hire that's going to be." Uh, taking over in jersey so kid, kid pulls up and you know he pulls up yeah, and yeah. then yeah, this much. this yeah. is playing out of his car basically um so we met briefly but a couple months later we had our regional show down in atlantic city and i'm walking through the casino and i see this kid in a nice pair of jordans backwards hats smoking a marlboro light and <laughs> I hear him playing wrestling trivia with two of the other kids at work, and they're like, you know, where was WrestleMania 22? And I'm like, oh, my God, these guys like wrestling. All right. So we immediately hit it off. I mean, we have um, similar uh, similar interests. I guess you, if you looked at us, you would be like, these kids, you know, these guys are, are nothing alike. But we, you know, we have a really good rapport outside even just, you know, being wrestling fans and being, you know, into music and movies and whatnot. Um, which he's a you know big music guy, uh, but we 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 are really good colleagues. You know he's in Jersey, I'm on Long Island, so we literally we call each other every day and we just 
use each other as a sounding board, whether it's to, you know, bitch about the day, whether it's to talk <laughs> about why we can't deliver this, why we can't do that. How do you do this? It's just, to me, it's good to have, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, what we do, it's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts and, you know, manufacturing, distributing sales is tough at times. So, you know, we have, uh, we, like it is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy, Never. you know, uh, you know, the warehouse won't ship this, that, you know, the warehouse manager hates us. So we, you know, we have uh, a really good work uh, partnership, so to speak, because we could use each other as, you know, sounding boards, you know, how would you do this? How would you tackle this? And, you know, outside of that, we, we forge a, a really, a really good friendship. So um, to the fact to where like, you know, he's one of, one of my best friends, you know, he, you know, you know, obviously Joe, uh, for years, uh, we grew up with, you know, my best friend, you know, to where Anthony, Joe and I came down to, to South Beach last year. So yes. we brought him down to Miami for, for his first trip. But, uh, yeah, great guy, you know, great friend. That's cool. So now for you, what's the future hold? What do you, what, what are your goals in the next five years for yourself? Big question. That's a good, that's a good, <laughs> that's question. A good question. I think right? a lot of people have been asking me. That. Uh, no, I, I think uh, in terms of career wise, uh, you know, I think I like to, you know, be in a position where, you know, maybe um, I can grow my territory, you know, exponentially, uh, you know, maybe it's moving into a different segment, uh, you know, getting into more of the hard surface side of what we do, because, again, carpet is a shrinking piece uh, for us. Uh, but in terms of my personal life, I would really just like to, you know, figure out, you know, figure it out. We're all figuring it out, figure it out long-term, you know, uh, what, you know, cause like I come down here and I see, you know, you guys and I see the kids and it's just like, your, your kids are awesome. And I'm just like, you know, I think I, I want that, you know, I, I, you know, I'm 37. I'm not getting any younger. Um, but we're recording this. Folks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, ultimately, I, I'd say, you know, hopefully by the time I'm 40, I'd like to, you know, you know, settle down and, and, and hopefully have a kid and, you know, hopefully be making a lot more money than I'm making now. For sure. That's why you're going to sell insurance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Possibly, yeah. So to that, you know, now being an uncle, right, or unkeek, as, uh, as Dominic w would call you. For sure. Like, I see a difference in you. Hell, I clearly I see a difference in me having kids. But I see a difference in you because you definitely – have a great rapport with kids um and with him and nicholas and everything like how has that kind of changed you a little bit because I, I notice it whenever you're there or talk about them or your enthusiasm it's true uh i've always loved kids enjoy kids you know like i said have a great relationship with your kids uh my friends back home all their kids you know would consider me an uncle and i have that great relationship and i mean listen i could see I could see myself as a father, I, I think, um, you know, I guess it's one of those things where I'm sure you could attest to this more than I could, where you, you you're probably no one's ever ready, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's kind of just you figure ready. it out. Um, I haven't been ready for anything I've done in the last 10 years. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel. But, you know, I think that uh, I think you're right. I mean, you know, coming down here and kind of unwinding for the weekend and just, you know, being with the kids and just unplugging from everything else it definitely gives you a different perspective because you know again we can work hard we can make all the money in the world we can do what we're going to do but at the end of the day i mean that's your legacy is those kids for sure know, and, and that's you know family is really what it's all about back to you know our parents that's something that they instilled in us you know like 
how close we were growing up as a family. And, you know, I think that that's something that is very important. So maybe one day. For sure. And we'll, we'll close it with this. So if you're fantasy booking the main event of WrestleMania, Roman versus the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, how does Chris book this main event? I mean, to me, it's simple. Uh, the Rock interjects, hits Roman with a rock bottom. Cody goes over. Cody's made with the title. Roman keeps his heat, doesn't doesn't lose face by by getting jobbed out by The Rock, and then that sets up a match for them for next year. Whenever The Rock can can get in the ring, I mean, you know, I know it's tough for them. The guy's got a busy schedule, but to me, that's how you would do it. I'm in on that. I think where we got to go here, because you feel like Roman's going to get some time off here yeah. for a while. You're going to ride the Cody. They'll probably go back to the Seth angle. Because that was hot, that, yeah. you know, and he's another opponent. Yeah. The issue is, how do you create? It's like they have a lot of guys, you know what I mean? But do they have a lot of stars? And the stars are the hardest guys to make because it right. takes a lot of time. Right. But to me, it's like there's got to be people elevated For that sure. we care yeah. about. Right. I agree. It's 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 tough. Um, I don't I don't see I see a lack of star power. I guess I would agree with you. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. You know, I'm not as excited as I was for this year's, you know, picturing that maybe The Rock would be there and then that that kind of got erased quickly. But, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm more looking forward to next year when the Cowboys come down here to play the Dolphins. Yes. Um, and we go God to the game together. And, help us. Um, I will be pretty inebriated for that one. But <laughs> no, it'll be a good time. Um, so I look forward to that. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Mary Ellen, who's the best. She's awesome um thank want to thank her for everything and putting up for my putting up with me um you know and just thank you for having me uh you know this was a great time um, sure you know we should do it again i mean we could break down whatever matches we'll you do want part two we'll do a watch along yeah that sounds good y you know what's interesting i'm gonna say on the on the whole like uh, building stars as much as I love seeing the backstage stuff and the documentaries, like I love it. Mm -hmm. The problem becomes you then lose the aura and they become like real people. So like, I'll give you an example. They do this Dominic storyline with, with Ray. Right. And they're, it's, you know, obviously we know they're father and son, whatever. Right. but they're not acting like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I could see this dude coming out at the hall of fame and like beating him up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. and that would be cool yeah. because it's suspending the reality. Right. The problem now is I feel like you don't have enough of that. Right. You know, there's too much like you broke kayfabe and now there's too much right. seeing it. And I'm sure it's a balance for them because, the, you know, obviously he's a moneymaker. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? But I think it hurts star power. No, I agree. And it kind of goes back to, to your point, you know, they broke kayfabe years ago. Uh, but you look at like a storyline like Brett and Owen. Brother versus brother. I mean, we were doing that before they were, but right. you know, we did it before it was cool. Um, but back then, it was wow, this is real. You got two brothers, you know, fighting each other, and the younger brother goes over, and nobody wants to see two brothers fighting, pal. Right. I mean, <laughs> but you know, again, I agree. You know, the kayfabe stuff is good, you know, to see it. But I, I to your point, it does kind of the lines. The lines were were a little more blurred back then. Now it's you know again, but we know what it is. True. Very true. Well, 
Thanks for coming down. Thanks for joining us. Um, and and we're, we're on the way to recruiting you to an insurance career. Even if you added it to what you did, um, I think we'll definitely get you. Everybody comes around eventually, especially if you're in sales. You told me this morning you had a, a crazy good year last year. Um, it was probably the best you ever had, right? And 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 sales. Yeah. This year, you're you're tra- you know you're a little behind, whatever, because obviously it's a different you know new year. Um, you pro- I'm sure you guys had a, a pandemic uh, aspect of what you do, you know. Yeah, I mean it's funny because I actually was up the pandemic year because I have uh, a couple of accounts that do builder work, so they weren't yeah. as affected as you know because re- retail was closed for three four months out there. Uh, but yeah, and last year financially was the best year I had, you know, in terms of sales and, you know, my position with the company. Uh, this year, I think I'm going to work my way back to it. It's it's going to be an uphill battle. But um, I mean, listen, I, I, you know, we'll think about the insurance. Maybe it's something part time. I mean, like they say, everyone's got a price. Right? <laughs> it's very, very true. Well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for being my brother. Thanks and and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.